0: In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing the game Delta Green. Delta Green, by design, tackles various mature themes that may be uncomfortable or triggering for listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifier's Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. And if you hate the show, consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. For the most up-to-date news on the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and with that. Alright, so we're gonna pick up with Schuler on his way towards one of the checkpoints to be an interview. Major Dempsey's just been dropped off at Weather Watcher HQ. It's about we'll say 2.45, getting close to three AM in the morning. The weather's getting worse and just it's real bad conditions though. Yeah, so you can see kind of the edge of roadblock seven off in the distance, Dr. Schuler. what's going through your head right now? It's been a very strange evening. You were up close and personal with the event, we'll call it, I guess, for lack of a better name. Shuler's a man of science. I'd be able to let the rest of you kind of a man of very grounded science, but also he's had the most eyes on weird, I guess, is maybe the way of thinking of it. What's going through your head at this point? What's playing out in your mind?
1: So... Oh. I'm looking back at the everything that we've seen so far, and I'm thinking about all of the insanity that has come out of this operation. And for the most part, Schuller has been doing science that is grounded in some semblance of reality. He wasn't a part of Project Gabriel, the crazy sound weapon thing. Most of the things that he's done so far, he can justify with some sort of science. But this, you know, things coming back to life, things that should be dead, the way that our bodies are reacting to the environment around us, and that thing in the sky, this is all insanity. And I am just i am so mad that i've been dragged out of my lab where i have been making cures for cancers that will save thousands of lives to the middle of fucking nowhere willis in whatever state we're in i'm just thinking about what else i could be doing with my time and i hate it that i'm here
0: yeah no it makes a lot of sense it's this is definitely some weird, like, I suspect that your involvement in Project Pluto's been a little bit more on the, I don't want to say grounded, but kind of less, it's still super science, but maybe less of the weird science end of things, comparatively to the rest of the group.
1: It's science that I can grasp. Yeah. Something that I could theoretically see as working within the laws of my science. This is not.
0: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to think of it that way. So... As you get closer and closer to the checkpoint, what are you looking for specifically? Like, signs of disturbance? What brings you out here, I guess? What's the focus, or what are you trying to figure out? I know we're going to talk to the gate folks to see if there's a radius establishment, but are you looking for anything else? I'm
1: looking to see if there's any wildlife
0: moving about out here. Anything that doesn't
1: look dead already and reanimated. If I'm seeing people, I'm looking to see if they look like they are cold or uncomfortable with the weather, whereas everybody else is not. Makes sense.
0: Yeah, so about, let will say, 30 or so feet from the barricade, the Humvee comes to a stop. Your driver kind of gestures at you. Door-to-door door service, I guess. Um, I'm assuming I should stay here? Yeah. Had nods at this, understood? This probably shouldn't take too long. Guy kind of pauses for a second. Reminder, they don't super know what's going on here, that whole...
1: Yeah, yeah. I understand. They think that it's radioactive, whatnot.
0: And nods at this, yeah.
1: All right, I'm going to get out of the Humvee, and I'm going to take my med kit with me. Sure. I'm going to just walk up to one of the guards of the perimeter.
0: All right, so as you approach the, in a strange way, normalist person you've seen since you've arrived here in Willis approaches you. A member of the 20th Special Forces group of the Army approaches you and kind of is a tag confused someone's approaching from inside the perimeter. Uh, can I help you, sir? Um, we weren't expecting any non-radio contact from... kind of gestures off the direction you just came from, you know.
1: Just doing due diligence, trying to put a lid on this thing, figure out what the radius of our problem is. I think that you're well out of it, but I just wanted to do a quick checkup on you if you think that's fine. I'm just going to take your temperature and ask you a few questions.
0: Yeah, sure. Is something to do with that whole radio static and that kind of strange, far-off noise thing?
1: I can't really talk about that right, right this minute. I still haven't gotten the okay from the higher ups. But uh, look, why don't you take five? Come have a seat. I'll give you a cigarette.
0: Sure. I, you didn't know, There are more members of the group, kind of there at the checkpoint. It's not just him guarding it by himself. Sure. Need all of us, or just me?
1: Just three of your favorite buddies who you think could use a break.
0: Sure, yeah, I could use a sit-down for a couple minutes, I suppose. So, soldiers come over, they're kind of a little bit confused about this. Something we should be worried about?
1: Uh, I don't I don't think so.
0: Doc, right?
1: Yeah, doctor. You can just call me Shuler, it's fine. Alright. Look, I don't think there's any problem, but I'm just doing my due diligence. I want to make sure that you guys aren't being exposed to anything and everything's fine.
0: It's really that radioactive in there?
1: Again, I can't really talk about it, but we're just doing our due diligence. And like I said, I don't think that you're in any danger. I'm just making sure that you're not. Look, I'm just going to take your temperature and ask you guys a couple of questions. You already seem coherent, so that's a good sign.
0: Okay, any warning signs we should look out for? How are you guys feeling? Mikey kind of freaked out about, I don't know, two hours ago or so. Kind of passed real quick, though.
1: Why'd you freak out? What was the, what happened?
0: The guy indicated as Mikey kind of looks at you. Not really sure, just kind of it's it called panic attacks or something, sure, tightness
1: in your chest, you know, hard to breathe,
0: yeah, fuck like more like I guess like kind of gestures away towards beyond the perimeter. I don't know, kind of felt like running that way almost, passed pretty quick though you um feel any anger during that, kind of shrugs, I mean, no more than normal, it's been a little boring out
1: here,
0: yeah all right, uh, how you guys been feeling out here It's fucking cold as shit, yeah, yeah, I guess it's been. I don't know, seem to have gotten used to it. We're keeping warm somehow. Here we got's pretty good.
1: All right, here, let me take your temperature.
0: Do I need to say what their temperatures are? Ah, uh, really? God damn it. Yeah, so as you're taking the temperature, kind of, one of the soldiers does chime in like, is there anything to do that weird, like, frost thing that happened?
1: Look, I'm sure you understand. I, I can't tell you.
0: I can't tell you a whole lot. That's just not,
1: I mean, it's neat to know.
0: I mean, yeah, but like there was that like super powerful cold snap, like I don't know, an hour ago or so, yeah, two hours. Another one the other night, like
1: I know. Look, where are you guys bunking down? Where's your barracks set up at?
0: Oh, we kind of like, gestures off. We just kind of roughing it out here, taking it in shifts. You know, survivalist that bullshit. Kind of leans in close, saying exactly the ritz out here after all. Like
1: anyone, anyone been trying to get in other than the family members?
0: Guess that sheriff came by a little bit, or kind of stuck his nose in for a brief second, but managed to turn him away. Not sheriff, deputy, I think. I don't know, some local law enforcement guy. All right, you guys seen any uh, wildlife skulking around? I pause for a second. Nah. Now that you mention it, no. All right. Look, you got anyone uh, in holding right now? Everybody released? Anyone? Doc, we're just turning them away. They show up, we kind of. Give them the lowdown and tell them to their own good, and they leave. Kind of gestures around. It's in the middle of a blizzard. We haven't exactly been having a lot of through traffic on this one. Mikey, right? Gestures, That's Mikey. Nah, I, Sanders. So, Mikey,
1: where were you? Were you on break?
0: No, I was standing about, kind of like, gets into the barricade, maybe steps a couple feet off the left where he, from where he was standing.
1: About here, I guess. I'm going to mark that in the snow, and
0: uh, I'll ask the others, and what about the rest of you? Where were you? Kind of general proximity just spaced out appropriately around the roadblock.
1: Where mikey was standing, would that be closer to Crow Lake or further away from everyone else?
0: I mean, technically probably a little bit farther away, but like we're talking difference by five, six feet at most type of thing. This is not a lot of distance. Like it's maybe it's that sensitive, but also he's the farthest one away and negligible amounts of difference based on location.
1: Alright. Thank you, gents. I'm gonna be on my way now.
0: you back to the car? Yeah.
1: Give me an alertness. 53 out of 31 fail.
0: Alright. You don't notice it first. You get kind of about I don't know, about 10 feet away from the Humvee almost way back before you see it. Just outside of the beams of light cast by the Humvee are what look to be maybe like three or four dog-like creatures. You can't really see them all that well. The lights are blasting at you. It's dark, there's snow, but you can kind of vaguely make out the shape of four things that kind of look like a dog.
1: Are they closer to the Humvee or like off to the side?
0: They're probably about 10 feet from you and the between kind of 5 and 15 feet away from the Humvee.
1: Do they seem to be paying attention to me or the Humvee? Oh, definitely you. I'm going to start backing up slowly and I'm going to call out for the perimeter guards. Actually, about how far out of the perimeter guards?
0: They're about 20 feet behind you, give or take.
1: Hey, guys, we got some fucking wolves or something there. Give me a dodge. Hand out a 30% success.
0: Nice. All right, so you managed to kind of hit the snow as one of these things just comes sailing over your head. You managed to dodge under it by inches and it kind of hits the snow... Hard and kind of skids and smashes into a tree on the ground. Like it, it's weird. Like it hit the ground with enough force that, like, it shouldn't have had that much of an injury, but it just seems to kind of like crumple on impact, leaving three other dog like creatures standing there. Now that it's in the light, you can see this is obviously coyote, but there's something very strange about it. You swear you can see a couple of its ribs sticking out of its skin. Like it's too thin. There's something undeniably wrong about this but you can't really kind of put your finger on it in the moment what do you do
1: what are other people doing
0: they have seen this and they're in the process of reacting i will also say though that you are kind of in the line of fire between the soldiers and these things
1: i'm about 10 feet from the car right i'm gonna just get up and and run for the car all right give me athletics 32 out of 30 percent fail
0: don't quite make it as far as you need to. So another one of these things kind of tries to run at you and lunges, and it just, again, it just misses and slides across the ground, kind of just damaging itself. This one seems to almost, like, snap in half, or kind of snap into a right angle as it makes the impact, and... Ah, oh, shit. What the fuck? So in, while this is happening, one of the other ones kind of veers off and runs towards the soldier leaving... One more at you. You're about five feet from the car. What do you do?
1: Do I see the driver of the Humvee getting he's in? He's
0: not getting out. He's like maybe like shifting the controls. or maybe he's trying to lean across to open a door for you or something. He's not getting out at all. I'm going to keep running then. All right. Give me athletics. 65 out of 30 fail. All right. You get to the door. You're having a hard time. You're kind of fumbling with it. And you have just been unbelievably lucky. So this thing kind of, again, tries to jump at you. It just sails over the top of the car, kind of clips the hood of the Humvee, hits the ground. This one does not die in impact, though. It's kind of like it hits the ground, kind of staggers some back up to its own feet, and just kind of looks at you, hungry.
1: I'm just gonna close the door behind me.
0: All right. You're gonna get the door open and get inside? Yeah. All right. So you do that. This thing kind of blindly just throws itself at the door and slams against it. You hear a loud dent followed by a crunch, and then gunfire erupts as the soldiers open fire on the fourth remaining one outside. What do you do? Ah, oh, fuck.
1: Okay, okay. They're all dead at this point,
0: right? The three you're aware of are dead. You're not sure what's up with the one that's getting shot at. I'm just gonna look on, then. I'm gonna, If the guy is getting ready to leave, I say, no, no, wait, wait. Alright, so you're gonna stay for a second? Yeah. All right, so as you're saying this, you hear just a horrible, horrible scream, and as you look over, you see this thing just kind of biting into one of the soldiers. He manages to kind of throw it off, and it rips off a large kind of chunk of his arm, and it hits the ground. And you're not quite sure how to describe this, but like its motions are changing. Like, it's getting stronger now that it's got a chunk of that person in it kind of thing. Like, it's not quite as wobbly. It seems almost more sure-footed and it just lets out a horrible, just wailing howl. Jesus fucking Christ. Give me a sand check. (laughs) All right.
1: 90 out of 49
0: fail. All right. So you, the driver, and two of the soldiers are just kind of stuck there, stunned, staring at this thing as it slowly just kind of writes itself, it's becoming more and more just kind of confident, it would be the right word for it, it's kind of motions, and again, it's a coyote of some kind, it shouldn't be able to do this, but it just lunges at the soldier it took the chunk out of, misses, kind of just, it's not fully kind of up to snuff, I guess is the way of thinking of it, but it's snarling, it's almost standing up on its hind legs at this point, like it's, it's something very bizarre going on with this thing.
1: So, Shuler, like, pats the driver and he says, fucking help them. It's gonna be a whole lot fucking easier to explain to the other ones what happened if one of them is dead.
0: Alright, so you're gonna try and kind of encourage this guy, give me persuade. Oh boy, can
1: I use charisma?
0: Yeah, I'll let you try and talk him through it. Great. 72
1: out of 75 success.
0: Alright, so yeah, he starts to kind of swing the door open, he's got his gun ready, and... The other soldiers kind of shake it off, and they all fire at this thing. It's getting riddled with bullets, and it just makes another attack for this guy who's just terrified and just rips into him again, just like kind of tearing off chunks. It's just hungry, savagely so. But it has been hit quite a few
1: times. I'm gonna check the glove compartment and see if there's a yeah. gun
0: in there. I'll say there is. Yeah,
1: I'll grab a gun and I'll I'll aim at the thing.
0: All right, we'll say it's a medium handgun. So. That's going to be a firearms test. I want to take the time to aim. Alright, so that'll be that. Alright, so this thing's kind of tearing at this guy. Give me another sand check as it just kind of rends its head back and howls with all its just kind of horribleness. 89% fail. Again, it's just you're overcome. Like something primal is working its way through your brain. What the fuck? Alright, so everyone is once again kind of just shocked at this thing. Like, this is not normal. This is some nightmare shit. And you all watch frozen in place as this thing just gets its what you would describe maybe as its hands, its claws, into this poor soldier's ribcage and just tears with a horrible wet, squelching sound, its ribcage just open. And then Ugh. proceeds to start dragging the in-the-cold-air steaming remains of this man towards the woods. What do you do? I'm gonna shoot. Alright. Take a shot at it. 94 out of a modified
1: 40 fail.
0: Alright, so the last thing you see is this thing kind of getting part of this man, well, kind of remains of the soldier in its mouth and just leaping 10, 15 feet off into the woods. Impossibly high. With impossible strength for something that small. Oh,
1: shit. Uh, okay, okay. I look to the driver and I say, well, we have to bring them back with us. They've already seen more than just a fucking radioactive spill.
0: The driver kind of looks at you. What the fuck was that? And yeah, I get it. At least the Humvee Starts gesturing at them. You need to come with me. We need to get you back to base immediately. That's I, right. yeah, yeah, you. Have, we have to report this in. Come with us. Look, look, I will try to explain it to you fucking
1: later, but right now, I I don't have the fucking answer yet.
0: He looks at you. Doc? I'm fucking working on it, okay? No, no. You. Uh, b- between you and me, if there is an answer for that, I sure as fuck don't want it. All right.
1: You're off the list. Look, uh, we need to get some other people on this fucking perimeter, too. Make sure no one else can get in.
0: One of the soldiers kind of says, yeah, I'll, I'll call it in. We'll call HQ for backup. Get the radio going. Great. Someone picks up the other side, you hear a kind of a outer breath, kind of panicked, What? Oh, shit. I ever kind of says, oh, we need some support back at base here, et cetera, et cetera, and I have a pause. And the soldier goes, Did something just come out of the woods at your checkpoint as well? Because we just got done shooting the shit up, it looked like a small bear or something like that, and I'm not sure how many bullets a bear is supposed to take, but this thing took way too goddamn many of them wasn't even that big. Like maybe been a baby or something. Something like that happened in your neck of the woods, too? Soldier kind of reports and what happened, mentions the dog creatures, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Do you want to investigate the dogs that are still there, that are kind of dead on the ground?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll look to two of the soldiers and I'll say, Look, uh, I need you guys to keep an eye out. I'm going to look at one of these fucking things, see if I can figure out what's going
0: on with it. All right. Yeah, so based on your background, two things are quite obvious than what you look at these things. First one being, these things are in somewhat advanced states of decay. They're still obviously what they were. You'd guess at least two of them were coyotes of some kind, and the one appeared to be kind of like a, I don't know, like a, a large dog, probably a family pet of some kind. They both were obviously dead before whatever the hell just happened happened. Like, there's just signs of decomposition and obvious ribs sticking out. Maybe the dog's missing kind of one of its eyeballs and part of its face or something like that, like... These things, whatever happened, their stumbling and falling did not put them in this state type of thing. They are mercifully quite back to dead, though.
1: All right. Look, um, I'm going to take some samples of these before
0: we leave. There's no obvious risk just bringing them all back as they are. Like they seem to be quite dead again.
1: Sure, uh, we'll bring them back. I'm going to say to the driver, kind of in a hushed tone, look, I I need to do the rounds. I want to go see what the other roadblocks dealt with. I want to see if anyone's not going through what we just went through, okay? I know it's going to
0: take a long time,
1: but we're already
0: out. So hearing that, one of the soldiers kind of picks up the radio again. Roadblocks report in. They kind of go through the process of just reporting in. About half the roadblocks all had some strange animal encounters. You appear to have gotten the worst of them. There's been no other fatalities of the other ones but some strange stuff did come out of the woods.
1: Which ones didn't have an experience?
0: Roadblock 4,
1: Roadblock 2. All right, let's go to Roadblock 2. Looks like it's the
0: closest. All right. Yeah, so getting there is pretty easy to do. Give me an alertness as you're driving, though.
1: 37 out of 31 fail.
0: You swear, kind of maybe up in the trees or off in the shadow of some darkness, something kind of running alongside the Humvee as it makes its way to Roadblock 2. A couple times. A couple times it's even in front of you, you're pretty sure. Kind of its starting point is up ahead.
1: Listen, I need you guys to keep your eye out, keep your heads on a swivel, okay? I wish I could tell you more, but you know as much as I know.
0: All right, so you arrive at Roadblock 2, and they're kind of surprised to see you. The person in charge comes up. We weren't expecting reinforcements. I heard the radio chatter. There's been some, I don't know, animal attacks or something?
1: Yeah, they're they're injured and responding around, just checking in on everybody. Look, I this is gonna sound weird, and I just need you not to ask any questions. I want to get out of your house. Can I take your
0: temperature, please? Kind of looks at you confused. One of the soldiers from the previous roadblock kind of leans over your shoulder. He did it to all of us. He's willing to taking temperatures. Just fucking go with it. There's something fucking up right now, and you know the answer to this. They all have the same strange temperature that you do. All right, thanks, gentlemen. That guy looks at you. That that it.
1: That's it. A few hours ago, didn't your, your men have a panic attack?
0: No one here, but last night, points to the men. They got in a fistfight. We had to pull them apart.
1: Were there any roadblocks that didn't experience anything earlier tonight or the night previous? I know that someone had a panic attack a few hours ago over roadblocks 6, 7. I can't remember which one we designated it. You guys had a fist fight the night before. Was there any incidents reported at the other roadblocks?
0: Guy kind of looks at you confused. I'm sorry, has Harris not been reporting all this weird shit to you? No. Oh, so, like, two nights ago, there was that loud sound thing, and some, like, weird, like, flash freezing on a couple of the guys, and we had a fist fight here, and kind of points to the soldiers. They had panic attacks. That's just us. We've all been talking about it. Like, it's been a thing. No one's been insulated from it. From what? I mean, like, some of us were fine. Like, not all of us lost our heads, but, yeah, it's been a thing. Like. Most of the radio has been fucking crazy.
1: Yeah, but there's been an incident at every roadblock, is what I'm saying.
0: First night, nothing bad happened at 5, but yeah, I think they had something happen tonight. Someone was crying into the radio, but it was kind of hard to hear over all the static and whatnot.
1: Okay. All right. Look, um, I know that, I know Harris has a lot on his hands at the moment, but uh, if you guys have anything else weird going on, uh, you got a spare radio, you can just let me know. I'm working with the the scientists.
0: One of the soldiers kind of looks at you. We were told all of this had to go through Harris, so you probably should check with him. All right, give me a your radio. Give me a persuade. I use charisma. No, this is going to be a hard persuade. All right. 88 fumble. So guy kind of looks at you, starts to hand the radio over, thinks better, brings it back, kind of flips a switch and goes, yeah, can someone report to Agent Harris that one of the scientists, I guess, is out here at Roadblock 2 asking for our radios and shit like that. Like, everything okay in there? And a couple seconds of silence passed, and there's a response back of, we hear you loud and clear, Roadblock 2. We'll uh, send some people out ASAP to handle this. Don't worry about it. It's just a real high-stress situation back here at base. You know, people are just starting to feel a little cabin fever. Don't worry about it. Which scientist is it? Shuler. Oh, yeah, we've been looking for Dr. Schuler. We've got uh, Major Dempsey here back at base, along with the other scientists. We're just trying to take an accounting of people. Um, with there, Schuler, uh, we'll send someone out to get you real quick. Um, actually, you have a Humvee, right? Uh, just come on back to base. Harris wants to talk to all of you.
1: Yeah, can I talk to Harris?
0: He'll be back at base waiting for you. Don't worry about it.
1: All right, let's go. All
0: right, so you head back to base. Yeah. Give me an alertness.
1: Thirty-nine out of thirty-one fail.
0: You can't shake this feeling that something's still following you, but. You're not seeing it this time. Maybe you're distracted. Harris is expecting that's enough to make anyone a tad distracted and uncomfortable in this circumstance. But yeah, you're nah, not seeing anything obviously following you at this moment, but you know it's out there and you know what it did and you know what it's capable of.
1: Right. Shuler had like absentmindedly just slid the pistol into his like waistband after the incident. So he has not given it back at this point.
0: I'll allow it. A lot's happened. Yeah. We're going to jump back to when Major Dempsey was dropped off at Weather Watcher HQ. You're back. You see Dr. Schuler and the Humvee kind of driving off towards the roadblock. You came back to do some research, check on some notes. What, what are you up to now? So Dempsey initially
2: wanted to go back to the barracks to kind of compile her notes. But really, that was just kind of like an excuse to get away from it all because she has not been doing super great. I'm pretty sure there's still like a slight ringing or a haunting of a ringing in her ears from just how loud that experience was to be in the giant blue flash and to also just kind of connect these weird dots, because I'm pretty sure Merlot's visions have been kind of affecting her or at least affecting her judgment a little bit more than Shuler's. Shuler seems a little bit more grounded and like, hey, no, this is absolute insanity. But Dempsey's just on that tipping point of just like what what if what if merlot makes
0: sense more than she would like to admit you're the member of the team that's had like front row seats to not one but two of these strange events yeah yeah
2: especially dipping into my breaking point twice i'm gonna go to the barracks to have a to have a meltdown i'm just gonna i'm just gonna you know have a nervous breakdown in the
0: privacy of my own uh bunk so yeah well so let's play through this some like you want to roll a sand check just to kind of see how well you hold it together? No chance of penalty on this? That's the most gracious thing you've ever said. <laughs> a sand
2: check with no penalty on it. 57% out of 32% failure as I'm walking back to my
0: barracks, just losing it. So let's walk through this walk, I guess. Like, so are, are you talking to yourself? Are you are starting to cry? Like, what is the manifestation of just this kind of breakdown playing out like you're in public, it's cold, it's snowing, it's dark, you're tired, your ears hurt. So,
2: Dempsey is an all-American woman. She loves to jog. She's out here doing her best. But the fact that she can no longer feel the scalpel where she had placed it as like a sense of security is kind of getting to her as she's walking back into the barracks. Seeing all the AFOSI agents kind of looking around, whether or not she's projecting that they're looking at her specifically is really kind of getting to her. She kind of picks up her pace and kind of grips her materials tighter. She is running the numbers in her head, but she can't really focus as she's just kind of darting around and looking to make sure that she is ideally not being followed. But then again, Harris has seen everything and Harris has known everything since the beginning. And so she's just looking to see whether or not she can find Harris's agents as well. Does she hear any kind of radio chatter from just the shenanigans that's happening with Shuler or is that like further, further down the that hasn't
0: happened yet? Just yet. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it hasn't happened just yet, but
2: it can be alertness. That is a 37 percent out of 29 percent failure for her alertness.
0: I mean, there's a lot of chatter going around, like the AFOSI agents seem a little bit excitable. Like, I guess also put in perspective, the second one of whatever the hell's been happening happened relatively recently, like the after effects of that are once again playing out in the base. Like, first time, freak incident. Second time, people seem tense, like everyone's gripping their gun a little bit too tightly, with lots of stares and kind of sideways glances being passed around, like there's definitely just a palpable sense of unease and just kind of everyone's watching you, but also you're not the strangest thing happening right now, so no one's paying that much attention to you.
2: Cool, cool, cool. And ultimately, she is
0: a woman of science, so the
2: biggest there- thing is that the there's still holes in her research, there's still just kind of that, like, anomaly, the the numbers anomaly that's basically floating above the lake, and her friend, despite the fact that it, her friend has been just very mistrustful or very suspicious as of late, is currently alone and in the middle of a lake, diving for who knows what, sure. knowing full well that, like, there's stuff at the bottom. So really, she's going to do her best part into at least crunching some numbers so that way they can get the fuck out of here.
0: Yeah, so what are you researching? You're kind of just going over what you've already established. like What are you looking for at this point? So the, so we already
2: established that during the blue flash, the energies, ha- the energy readings have absolutely spiked. Same spike as the previous one. This is the same phenomenon that happened literally the exact same time just a day before. Exact same time, even. Exact Yeah, yeah. So the exact same phenomenon, almost the exact same time the day before. And to be able to clearly see it definitely was. And interesting, especially with the lightning strikes that happened around the lake. In my head, I am thinking, like, is this some sort of nuclear phenomenon? Because uh, with the blue light, it's like, is the air like being ionized and being discharged? But if something like that's happening, it's actually happening at like the fraction of a second. I think we went over this and whatnot.
0: No, we absolutely did. Yeah.
2: Yeah. For her, it's like, what of my science expertise? Can I divulge or can I really just kind of compound to focus and try to figure something out? Because I think the biggest mystery is not just like what's inside the lake, but maybe what's above the lake and trying to establish or trying to get something to get the go ahead on taking something airborne out there. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I know the blue fly agents are itching to kind of get out. It's in the middle of a blizzard. It's not letting up soon. I think honestly, the sooner we could do this, the better. Mixed in with the fact that it's actually probably a lot safer over the lake, seeing as how just after the phenomenon the snow stopped. Or while the phenomenon was having the snow stop. Sure.
0: Alright, yeah. So you're doing this inside the kind of we'll call your office trailer at this point, like we've been doing all the other research? Mm-hmm. I would also like to construct a shiv. Alright. What craft skills do you have?
2: I have crafts electronics, but I do have... a military science. It's for air, but at the same time, I, I've, I've been in the military. I should know how to make a ship. I mean, like, let's, let's give you a search first off. Okay, let's, let's look for a ship. Let's look for a knife. Or yeah. something to arm myself. Because I jack shit. 12% success.
0: Yeah, so you're digging around and you managed to kind of unearth an emergency supply box. Inside of it is just one of those real heavy metal mag light flashlights. Hell yeah. Down. That
2: Magalite is on me, and I am strapped. All right, so
0: you got your Maglot, you got it stuffed in a pocket.
2: And I guess big thing is the fact that, like, that squirrel's still messing with my head. Like, I saw a squirrel that should, I should, by all, like, all, paper and pencil, should be dead, reanimated, and, like, moving and hunting. And specifically hunting me.
0: All right, so with that in mind, actually, give me alertness at plus 20. Okay, cool, awesome. 59% out of a modified 49% failure. For a split second, you swear you heard something off in the distance, not in the confines of the camp, but like some far away distance, kind of in roughly the same direction Schuler was going. And then you hear the same sound much closer and much louder as someone in camp opens fire on something. Oh, shit. Is there a window? Oh, yeah. Awesome. I
2: would like to take cover and try to look through the window. All right.
0: Yeah, so illuminated in the light of the camp, you see 7 AFOSI and kind of blue fly soldiers mixed together, firing at what looks like a swarm of possum that are kind of streaming into the camp through one of the openings. Most of them are dying, but you see one of them just kind of lunge, get on one of the soldiers' throats, just start tearing and kind of straighten almost become more problem. this leap 20 feet off into the distance lay land on top of one of the trailers and then leap off that out of the camp and just disappear into the night. The AFOS agents are shooting and then you hear a thud on the top of the trailer you're in. What do you do? How many entrances of the trailer do we have? You probably have the main entrance then probably an emergency exit but again, it's a trailer office. It's not designed for the most up-to-date safety standards or kind of health code regulations. Okay.
2: We're inside this office trailer that we happen to have. I've only been able to find just kind of like an emergency kit or whatever kind of thing that there is. These personnel quarters. Is it just like Merlot, Schuler and myself that are
0: housed here? I mean, this is your kind of offices, I assume. Uh, not office, your office Other researchers and scientists are using this place. Probably some of this has been kind of your main space. So probably not what are you trying to do.
2: I'm going to grab my field notes and any Like, I'm just going to grab my notes and any kind of my research. And how far away was that group of AFOSI soldiers?
0: Across the camp. Like, they're easily 50, 60 feet away from you, minimum. All right.
2: And something landed on top of the trailer. Was that thud closer to the
0: main door or emergency exit door? You weren't paying a lot of attention, so you're not quite sure. If you want to try and figure that out now, maybe you can do a search and an alertness if you can hear something kind of moving around up there. I would like to do another check, but like right. focusing on it. All right. I'll give
2: you a plus 10 on that. On my alertness, I rolled a 65% on a modified 39% failure.
0: Yeah, so you can't really locate it, but then you kind of hear some shots that something may ricochets across the roof of the trailer and you hear some kind of, you yeah, got one.
2: I'm going to, out of the emergency exit, I'm going to open the door or kind of kick the door open and sure. use my mag light to turn on, and I'm going to start waving the flashlight so that way the AFOSI agents can see that there's a light. So, like, they don't shoot me as I head out. But you're leaving the trailer? I will be leaving the trailer, and I'll be waving the flashlight, and I'm going to be headed towards the, the group. Yes,
0: yeah, so you managed to make it about 10 feet out of the trailer before a combination of Blue Fly Soldiers and AFOSI agents just yell at you, Get the fuck back in the trailer, Major! What the fuck is happening?! While the Blue Fly Soldiers looks at you, fuck if we know scans around with his rifle seems relaxed. some um, think that's all of it And points to one of the dead soldiers on the ground it's just been like gnawed on and ripped up some we don't see a fucking animal for an entire goddamn day and some change and suddenly they're just attacking people around base we got reports off at the roadblocks Some something ripped someone's throat out up at a uh, roadblock six or seven i think i where's the rest of your team major the rest of the team is doing their jobs. Shuler,
2: for whatever reason, is out doing some sort of medical reconnaissance on the roadblocks, but you need to get him back in. I remember seeing some weird, almost rabid-like animals earlier today. This soldier needs attention. Can you get Shuler? I'm going to try to help as much as I can. Is there any other first aid people here?
0: Looks blank at you second. Yeah, we, we snaps out of it. Yeah, we, we got first aid. Uh, yeah, you're fucking right. Uh, Absolutely. And then kind of like off in the distance far enough away doesn't have the same effect on you. You hear just this kind of horrible feral howl of something guy pauses for a sec. The actual fuck was that? Yeah.
2: I'm not getting back in a trailer that has barely any kinds of locks and doors. I want to make sure that I am near somebody who is armed. If they're going to be any kind of feral or rabid beasts, because this, if there's some sort of attack, or something because of whatever that's happening now, we need to we need to mobilize and we need to make sure that we are safe and protected. Get the soldier somewhere, we need to treat him. Let's all group and find some place that's guarded.
0: So while this is happening, you hear off in the direction of the morgue, someone starts screaming to get it off them. What the actual fuck was that where's that coming from? Soldier looks at you. I'm not happy saying this, but Sounds like the fucking morgue. You want to go check it out, Major? I gotta secure, you know, gestures around wildly the rest of this nightmare. Fucking A. There's guards there. I'm sure they're handling it. Just go see what the fuck they're complaining about. Yeah, you have a spare something? Handgun? Anything on you? The blue-fly soldier looks at you, kind of ponderous for a second. If you see something, fucking start screaming. We're not just willy-nilly giving out firearms. You're more likely to hurt someone else than actually hit something in this state. We saw your whole little entrance a little while back. What the fuck is going on here? The entire time this has been going on, the person that was screaming, get it off me, is still screaming, get the fuck off me. Christ, I'm going to make sure that they're fine, dumbasses.
2: Just make sure that the area is secured. I will
0: head to the morgue. All right, so the sound isn't even coming from the morgue. When you arrive there, you see two AFOSI agents kind of standing about trying to pull what sure as hell looks like a body bag off of a soldier in a hazmat suit. And the body bag is moving weirdly, like there's almost like something, I don't know, about the size of a basketball or soccer ball, kind of like moving around inside the body bag trying to get out. But it's kind of like lunging inside the bag at the soldier in the hazmat suit. Um, and no one else is doing anything. So the two AFOs are trying to kind of pull the bag
2: off the soldier. I grab my maglite and I strike the bag, I guess. All right.
0: 91 out of 40% failure. All right, so you miss, and you just kind of, like, hit wildly at the bag. The thing is moving inside. It's not moving great, but it's kind of, it's definitely trying to, like, force it up. It's hard to hit something inside of a bag, though, too. Like, you don't have a good kind of line of sight on this thing. What do you do? I attempt
2: to aid in wrestling that thing off while asking, what the hell is going on? All right, give me a strength. Eighty-six percent and a forty-five percent failure.
0: Yes, you're kind of you're holding on to this bag. It's really moving around. It's hard to keep your balance. Hard to keep your grip on it. Like between you and the sides, you managed to kind of pull it off the soldier. He's sitting there on the ground, kind of startled. The thing inside the bag is still very much moving around, trying to find its way out, trying to knock the bag over. Like it's. If you didn't know better, you'd swear something in the bag was trying to grab out at you. Like you occasionally feel it try to like grab you through the side of the bag, but the bag is too thick for you to be able to do that. What the fuck did you guys catch in this thing? Is this like a fox? Is this like a rabid cat? The hazmat soldier, kind of like regained some composure. We didn't catch shit. That's one of the people from the morgue. A guy points at the bag. It's one of our fucking corpses we recovered earlier. I don't know which one. A Schuler told us to. Said like six of them or so were biohazards or something that needed to get burned immediately. It started fucking moving, and I thought maybe something got in there it wasn't supposed to, but I don't see any marks on the bag. If Shuler told you to burn it immediately, why hasn't it been burned yet? Kind of a gesture. It's the middle of a fucking blizzard! You know so hard to dig a proper burn center for that? It's been a little bit low priority, admittedly. Like, it's not they're getting any raw or anything like that. They're staying cold. We could shut the power off to the space even to keep them cold. Like, we we, th- we still on our side, they're in bags, they're sealed. Maybe we should have gotten to it sooner, but, like, there's been a lot going on lately, if you hadn't noticed, Major.
2: Oh, I do notice there has been other incidents all across campus, but right now you have something that should be dead that's actually moving right now. Shouldn't you at least try to neutralize this thing?
0: The AFOSI agents and the soldier kind of look at you. Are you seriously suggesting there's a fucking undead person in that bag, Major? Who knows? Maybe it's something that had gotten inside. It's
2: still kicking and screaming and doing whatever the hell it is in that bag. My first instinct was to try to hit it
0: and make it stop. All right, so the thing in the bag has definitely stopped moving, for now at least. Like, it seemed to calm down. There's no kind of rapid movements happening in the bag anymore. And you're seeing one of the AFOSI agents kind of start to reach for the zipper to unzip the bag. What do you do?
2: I grab that hand. It's like, do you have a plan? Are you just going to open this up and just see what's going on without any kind of preparations to catch something just in case? Say that it is the worst case scenario and there is an undead thing in there. What are you going to do? You're just going to unzip it just to let it out? Give me a persuade. 62 out of 23% failure.
0: The AFOSI agent like kind of looks at you, rolls his eyes, shoves you off his arm a little bit and unzips the bag and reveals... Amanda Thorpe, admittedly, kind of tossed around, not quite as properly stored as she should have been, and give me a dodge. 38 out of 30% failure. All right, so I got good news for you on this thing. Something comes lunging out of the bag at you, misses you, and kind of rolls off into the snow and kind of stops there and lies there in the snow on the ground, not moving. What do you do? I'm sorry, I'm processing this right now. Jesus Christ. I stand up,
2: and I kind of back up behind the AFOSI agents.
0: What the fuck? Did that thing just jump out of that bag? All right, so now you've backed up, and so you're kind of taking in the whole scene of the situation, you notice a couple horrifying things. Give me a sand check. Well, it's
2: basketball size. I'm going to imagine that that thing just cannibalized Amanda Schuler <laughs> Or not Amanda Schuler,
0: Amanda Thorpe. See that stand check. The 28 out of 32% success. You have no idea how you're okay with this, but the thing you're looking at on the ground is it was a baby at one point, not quite fully formed, a little bit bashed together, and you're realizing what caused it to kind of fall and trip as it lunged out at you is the umbilical cord is running back from it back to its mother, kind of where it emerged, kind of clawed its way out of her abdomen.
2: Oh, that's fucked. And I yell at the Bluefly and AFOSI agents, Are you fucking stupid? Shoot it!
0: Alright, so they open fire almost immediately with no extra prompting and just blow this thing away in the snow. Trying to keep myself together, I am just absolutely
2: shaking and just seething with rage. Get to your jobs and burn
0: these. Now! The hazmat soldier kind of looks at you panicked and just kind of, like, salutes a little bit and then runs back and kind of like starts fumbling around with something. AFO agents look at you kind of look at each other nod and kind of run off to do god knows what.
2: I shout after them, it's Major fucking Dempsey for a
0: reason, you best remember that. Yeah, so as the all is unfolding, radios are going crazy and you feel a hand land on your shoulder.
2: I whip around
0: and throw it off and who do I see after turning? So standing there is Agent Harris, and he kind of He's not looking great. There's a tiredness about his eyes, there's a wariness. Give me a human int, actually. I am not a people person. Let's see. 100 percent fumble. Yes, yeah, so you're you're having a hard time reading this. There's like a you're not sure if he's mad, scared, coming unhinged. And he just kind of looks at you and goes, Major Dempsey, my office now. And Four AFOSI agents kind of come out of nowhere and start pushing you towards where Agent Harris has been operating out of. So it's now getting close to 6 a.m. We're going to jump back to the lake with Dr. Merlow and the rest of the Blue Fly soldiers out there and a few AFOSI agents. As a Humvee from base kind of rolls up, you have successfully wrestled a large metal chair from the depths of the lake using a variety of cables and lifts and whatnot, you've managed to kind of pull it to the shore. It truly looks like a large golden dentist throne chair thing designed (laughs) for a 10 foot tall person, you'd have to guess. It is, it makes no sense, but kind of as you're pulling it to shore and it's getting close to 6am, the sun is starting to begin to rise, like it's peeking up over the horizon you've had a variety of strange radio chatter coming in but everyone's been very focused on what's been going on at the lake the humvees pull up and you are quite rudely instructed to get in the goddamn humvee and you are taken immediately back to base where you are promptly escorted into agent harris's office upon arrival and placed next to your two very tired very bedraggled looking co-workers team members whatever the correct phrase at this point Across the desk from an Agent Harris who just looks at all three of you and goes, I think of myself as an understanding man. I'm only going to ask you this once. Which one of you three is working for them? Working what the- for who? Now's not the time to play dumb, Doctor. You know, those fucking green assholes.
3: Upon hearing that, Merlot gets a very serious look on her face. And she looks at him straight in the eyes and says, if you think I would work for the Greys, pardon my French, but you're out of your fucking mind.
0: Harris kind of scoffs a little bit. We seem to misunderstand each other, Doctor. I'm not talking about the Greys. I'm talking about that remnant of a bygone era, that Fucking security clearance that insists on sticking its nose where it doesn't belong. That relic of a dumber, more paranoid age. Bunch of fucking yahoos running around, ruining the world, and getting in the way of good, honest work. I'll ask again. Which one of you three is a member of Delta fucking Green?
3: Merlo looks genuinely shocked and is like, I have no idea who or what Delta Green is. What are you rambling about?
0: I have stares at you
1: angrily. Is that why you haven't been telling us everything? Because you think that we're
0: working for some fucking science fiction organization? Harris inhales slowly, exhales it out. I'm telling you exactly what you need to know, Doctor.
1: How the hell do you expect us to figure out what's going on if you're not telling us what's happening all around? you had told us that people were reacting to what happened last night at the roadblocks, or tonight at the roadblocks, we might have been able to establish an area in which this thing affects people. But now, it's expanded.
0: Everyone's been affected. We can't place it. We can't tell you how far it's expanded since the last time it's happened. I have sources that indicate it has not expanded much beyond our roadblock. So you know that it's expanded. You knew
1: that it had a radius
0: and you didn't tell
1: us. We're your research team and you kept that from us.
3: You know, for somebody who's concerned about somebody working for some secret group or something like that, you're acting awful lot like someone who operates from a quote unquote secret group. If anybody here is suspicious or sketchy or anything of that matter, it's you because you're the only one keeping any kind of information from people to try to get this stuff
2: solved. So if anything, it's you as far as we're concerned at this point. I literally just had to pull the trigger on a post-mortem abortion and you're trying to accuse us of doing some sort of weird espionage of just we're 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 just Taking shots in the dark right
1: now, trying to do our fucking jobs, and what the hell is going on? Like you keeping us in the dark has put all of us in danger. If I had known what was going up on going on at the roadblocks, I wouldn't have had to drive out there to almost fucking get killed by one of the fucks running around in the forest. Let alone the forest—they're at the base. wait I look over the other
3: two and and I I look concerned. I'm like, wait, what did you guys run into?
1: I don't fucking know. We brought some samples back.
2: You brought samples back? It's night of the living fucking dead out there. I, I, I wrote, I was trying to write down what I saw of what I was able to dodge just barely within my life. I had to deal with the corpse that you had left, Amanda Thorpes, and the fact that her unborn and recently undead child had tried to lunge at me. So let me get this straight.
3: We have... Bodies coming back to life. We have some sort of unexplained phenomena with creatures. I turn over to Agent Harris and say, and your number one concern is finding out who the Delta Green person is. Your failure to provide us with all the information has literally put everyone on this base at risk.
1: People are dead.
3: Your incompetence is costing everyone here their lives. Their blood, and I kind of point around everyone in the room, is going to be on your hands.
1: There's Already blood on your hands. People are dead because of this. I'm not just talking about Willis. Up uh, at checkpoint six, there's a dead soldier.
0: You didn't burn the fucking bodies like I told you to? Harris kind of sneers at this. Losses happen in the field. Obviously, the situation has evolved in ways we did not expect when we began this. I need you to do your goddamn jobs. We're fucking trying. Then
1: fucking tell us what's
0: going on. Is there some, is there a third party interfering with what we're doing? What's Delta Green? Kind of waves his hand dismissively. It's not important. What's important is figuring out what the fuck is going on here at this point so we can deal with it. I have made arrangements that my sources tell me you may already be aware of. Perhaps it's time we start considering more permanent options. It's not a fucking solution. You're just going to kill everyone.
3: While he's talking, can I do some sort of like, I don't know if it's a human int or another, like perhaps an intelligence check. Like, okay. So I guess back to the better word. I think Harris is either a gray or not human. Can I run some sort of like check to like, try to get a hint out of, like, or at least try do some sort of check? Give me a human hint. Okay. 91 out of 14 failure.
0: You have never met a gray. This is probably your first exposure to the unnatural at this scale or this intensity or something else along those lines. Outside of the work you've done in a very controlled and directed environment, this is your first exposure to the unnatural in kind of a wild and live type situation. You don't necessarily have the context to really diagnose if something or someone is outside of the normal. By all measures, Agent Harris is a human, a terrifying, apparently highly capable, increasingly seemingly unhinged human. But despite the fact that you all have decided he's an asshole, he's definitely still operating like a human, maybe one that's losing kind of control of the situation, but you have no way of ruling out that he's maybe not something that's not human. Hmm.
1: Harris, you seem to have some information. You knew that the area is expanded, so you must know how much it's expanded, no?
0: Kind of waves a hand. It's not that it's expanded, it's that some of the effects experienced here at the base were also experienced out at the perimeter. Our sources say that nothing beyond that has been affected as far as we can tell. We've had Informants out in the wild confirming that we were successfully contained here at base.
1: Listen, look, we need to push the roadblocks out further and we need to move Weather Watcher. Alright. I, I don't know what the range is, so we'll be guessing. Next time, I'm guessing tomorrow night when the event over Crow Lake happens. We don't want to be here. We don't want the perimeter guards to be there and affect it. I'm sure you don't want Blue Fly and AFL, fuck the acronym is. You don't want each other going at it. We don't need to be killing each other right now when the animals from the fucking woods are. It's going to get a whole lot harder to explain the perimeter guard, what's going on when they've got an undead. Just need to move Weather Watcher, move the perimeter guards when you expand this whole thing. Because when that event happens again, we don't want to be within its radius. We want the scientific equipment, maybe some of the scientists, but we don't want everybody with fucking guns around to lose their shit and kill each other.
3: As he says that, I'm kind of just surveying the room that we're in to see if, like, by any chance there's a weapon nearby. Just a weapon nearby, just in case. Do I, could I need to roll, like, a search or anything that's just Yeah, give kinda... me a search. Okay. 97 out of 22, failure.
0: Like much of what makes Agent Harris, Agent Harris, he is a surprisingly put together man like his office is controlled is indicative of who he is it's also a temporary office there's not a lot of kind of extra effects around but you definitely see him kind of watching you search the room around you and it's kind of a long second of silence he kind of raises a hand to stop the conversation and goes we cannot relocate the base Take too much time, and whatever is happening is happening at this point. You all need to focus on figuring out whatever the hell that is. Time is of the essence at this point, researchers.
1: Look, look, all right, I get it. It would take a long time to move the whole base, so let's not move the whole base, okay? Let's keep things here. In the day, we will do operations here like we need to. We'll do research here, but at night, let's just move everybody else out set up some fucking tents somewhere, and bunk down. When soldiers go to bed, they're not going to be within the area, all right? We'll just have our guard with us while we're here. We don't need to move everything, just the people.
0: As you're saying, there's a knock on the door, and two AFOSI agents enter the room. Harris kind of nods at them. Doctors, Major, this is Agent Gibbs and Agent Robertson. They will be your escorts for today you notice that both of the escorts are armed with submachine guns, with laser sights, and they seem quite jumpy. I recommend you get to work. I understand you've all been out for quite some time tonight. Perhaps a few hours of rest might be in order. But most of all, I need results. And for you to do your goddamn jobs. Have I made myself clear?
3: After he says that, Merlo looks at him and says, Well, until you're willing to give us all the information... We won't be able to do our goddamn job, so you'll take what you get.
0: You have all the relevant information I can provide at this time. She looks at him and says, so are we done here then? So, kind of behind the agents in the open door, you see a flatbed truck pull up into base with the strange chair thing on it, and seeing it kind of Agent Harris has a strange look come across his face, yes, I believe we're done here for now.
3: Did I notice the weird look he had when he made contact or yeah, eye contact with the it's with the chair? quite the
0: look. Like, also, it's quite the strange chair that just showed up in the middle of base.
3: Can I roll a human int to see if it was just like a, oh, that's a weird looking chair? Yeah. Or if it was another, like, oh, this is an oddly, like, more personal reason this is odd.
0: Yeah, give me a human int.
3: Okay. 27 out of 14 failure.
0: I mean, it's a giant gold dentist chair slash throne thing made for something bigger than a human. A look of surprise and confusion is probably a tad the correct reaction to it at this point.
1: Shuler's gonna stay seated after he says that we're done here.
0: You all stay seated? I will stay seated in protest as well. After a couple seconds past, Harris gestures at your escorts, they both kind of each put a hand on one of you and kind of start pulling you towards the door some. One of them goes, don't be fucking stupid. Just get to work so we all can go the fuck home. I need a word, Harris. Harris kind of waves a hand. Yes, yes, I understand. You two, get out. Get the fuck back to researching. I'll talk to Dr. Schuler myself, I suppose. Do you two resist the escorts dragging you out of the room, or now?
2: Nah? I
0: throw off the escort's hand, and I just leave my own volition at this point. Sure. Makes sense. Same. Yeah. Escorts kind of look at you, uh, look at Shuler, look at Harris, or just nods, and... Leave the room and close the door. Harris kind of sits there looking at you.
1: Yes. Look, Harris,
0: I understand
1: that we're all under a lot of stress, all right? And like you said, I understand that people die in the field. It's just a part of your line of work. Your men, maybe they're easier to replace, but if Dempsey, Merlo, or myself die, we're not so easily replaced. So work with us, all right? I almost died last night. Sounds like Dempsey went through something. If one of us dies and those results you want are going to go out, all right, your men seem jumpy. I'm sure that they just easily shoot one of us as one of those fucking raccoons out in the woods trying to level with you here, man. I want to figure out what's going on too, but we can't do that. We're not trusting each other if we don't have all the information. I understand that you need to compartmentalize some things, but I mean, what else is there to hide from us? We've seen this shit. I mean, there can't be much worse than what we've seen already. Those fucking lights above the the lake. the dead things coming back to life. I mean, just listen to us. I said burn the bodies. Let's burn the bodies, okay?
0: Dempsey says to do something. Just listen. We want to go home just like you do. Harris takes a long kind of inner breath and then slowly lets it out, almost in kind of a half growl, half hiss. Looks at you. You have been heard, doctor. Is that all? Is there anything else you haven't told us? You have all the information I can provide. Yeah, that's it. I'll get up and leave. All right, so as you're kind of exiting the door, you hear him kind of say to your back, and just so we're understood, Doctor, everyone is replaceable. If you didn't see him get up, he kind of like pushes the door closed after he says that. That means you too, motherfucker. I mutter as I walk out the door. <laughs>